So here we are, another week of the Value Line Observer. I'm Vern Values. And I'm Val Hughes. Get it? I like the way you kind of drag Val that out. Val Hughes. I think everybody got it. Okay. Um, we're here to review the January 6th issue of the Value Line Investment Survey uh, and several of the more controversial controversial stocks. They're very controversial. Issue. We're going to uh, we're going to let Val go first this week. Thanks. Thanks, Vern. Uh, you know, every week we're going to look at all the value line recommendations and uh, every single one of them. every week. And uh, you're probably looking through these, you know, uh, tune us in. We're going to comment on our favorites among value lines one and twos. And if you visit our website at www.thevalueguys.com, you can read why we think we're uh, suited to do this. But we're Wall Street professionals. Uh, and on weekends, we read Value Line and figure out which stocks we like. So um, this week, I'm going to talk about uh, Home Depot and Lowe's, both rated uh, one and two, respectively, by Value Lines. By Value Line, Fast and All, rated one, and Scott's Miracle Grow. Uh, first, Home Depot. Rated two. Yes, thank you. Oh, I'm um, to fill in behind you there. Got home... your back, buddy. All right. Okay, we're getting to the meat now, the show, why we do it. We're going to talk about now some stocks that we think you can make money in. Home Depot is ranked number one, rated number one this week by Value Line. This is a stock I've owned. Um, if you don't know, uh, you, uh, then you don't uh, live on our planet. But Home Depot operates a chain of retail building supply stores, and they do uh, roughly uh, $80 billion in revenue. So they're very large. I've even shopped. Well, most people have. You can't help but buy something there. Uh, this company has been gaining share for a long, long time. Uh, really, 20 years ago, they really got going through some acquisitions, and they've basically, uh, you know, created economies of scale by getting very large. They have everything you would want, and uh, they've uh, put a lot of people out of business. But they give you better prices, better selection, etc. That's the American way. I get lost there. Well, you do get lost. It's not good for old people. There's a lot of walking, and so that's an issue longer term we are paying attention to, and management is as well. In fact, uh, uh, they uh, recently announced that uh, going forward they're going to slow their store growth, which makes sense. We'll get around to that and why it makes sense, and uh, and focus on uh, commercial business, which you know demographics are not good for big stores in in all areas uh, I'll just throw out Walgreens is in trouble longer term on that basis as well I'll predict the pharmacy will be in the front of the store but anyway <laughs> back to Home Depot um, Home Depot has a history of just uh, best-of-class performance in operations they've got a 20% return on capital uh, this year and that's their peak usually big companies start to fade this company uh, including Walmart, by the way, which had a period of declining returns. This company uh, is showing their peak return this year, and when you have $88 billion in sales, that's a pretty impressive uh, result. They also have uh, very low debt, 9%, and we like low debt companies. They generate a lot of cash, cash flow. It's just over 10 times cash flow. And uh, you may have heard a lot about Home Depot losing market share to Lowe's because the same store comparisons were higher at Lowe's than Home Depot. Uh, if you have your value line in front of you and you're looking at Home Depot and Lowe's, there's never been a year when Home Depot uh, did not beat Lowe's in incremental sales. And we measure market share through something called division. And so uh, I can tell you that Home Depot has never lost market share to Lowe's. 
Right now, in fact, uh, they're trading at a four multiple point discount to Lowe's in part because the market thinks that Home Depot is losing share to Lowe's. They are not losing share to Lowe's. And so I think in this case, uh, Value Line has gotten it just right. The stock's been flattish for a few years. Meantime, the company's been improving its cost structure. Their CEO is a guy out of GE that got upset when he wasn't named uh, uh, the chairman after Jack Welch left. And so he was recruited to Home Depot. He's done a wonderful job uh, cutting costs, improving service. I visited plants at Home Depot and distribution centers. These guys are run like... Uh, Federal Express, which is uh, is saying a lot, they're they're extremely well well run and behind the scenes. You don't, as the customer, see it, and that's why they generate such great returns. You're we're gonna, saying they've uh, they've mastered this division tool you were talking about earlier. They uh, they have calculators all over the place in the headquarters I over there. Money behind that. But we're going to agree with Value Line. We rate this one number. Uh, they have it rated number one. We're going to introduce something this week with the Value Guys. Uh, we have, I have two thumbs, and Vern has two thumbs, so we're going we're gonna to have a rating of you know, zero to four thumbs. Obviously, a four-thumber would be the best. Uh, on Home Depot, I'm going to give it a two thumbs uh, on my side. Vern will be back in a little while to talk about it. And uh, uh, let me tell you about uh, Lowe's. Lowe's is obviously a successful company. They're uh, you know, uh, two-thirds the size of Home Depot. And that puts them at, uh, you know, a, a, a $40 billion, I guess it's half the size of Home Depot, $40 billion company. And they have great returns, great cash flows. They've had to take on a little more debt than Home Depot. They're not quite as efficient as Home Depot. Their margins are a little bit lower than Home Depot. But uh, they're a great company as well. Value Line has them rated too. But listen, there's no need to buy both of these things. Uh, there's only one that's better, and that's Home Depot. So I'd take Lowe's and, uh, you know, throw it out. You know, you just need the one, Home Depot. I'm going to give Lowe's uh, two thumbs down over here on my side. Uh, let me quickly look at, I know that's serious. Uh, I, I love the company. It's just the stocks we talk about here. Nothing personal about the management team. They're great. But the stock's expensive. And we would not uh, buy that here. Another one I want to review, Fastenal. Fastenal is the number one rated stock by Value Line this week. And uh, let's see what I'm thinking about Fastenal. Uh, let's see. Big distributor, uh, very successful. They sell fasteners. That's a shorthand for screws. Uh, people like to say fasteners, but, you know, screws, bolts, things like that. Uh, they're a very efficient distributor of these to commercial uh, customers, they're going international. They've had a great record of returns. Uh, historically, in the low to mid 20s, uh, they had a spate in the recession after the internet bubble at under uh, 20 in the mid teens. They're back up toward a peak number at 20%, uh, maybe 21% next year. But I'll tell you, folks, Value Line has its rated one. This stock has uh, tripled in uh, two and a half years. Uh, they're trading at nearly four times sales. They're trading at 32 times forward earnings, uh, and despite a good return, you know, there's companies with 20% returns that you can buy uh, at half this multiple. So, again, a great company. Uh, we're going to pass on Fastenal. I'm going to give Fastenal a two thumbs down. Two thumbs down on Fastenal. Now, before you before you change industries, why yes, don't sir. We, uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we count up our total thumbage on the three? distribution, retail, whatever you want to, these are all store companies, right? That yeah. uh, you've been talking about. I, it, you know, it's pretty obvious, I think, 
you know, especially after the remarkably cogent arguments that you made, that Home Depot is a superior alternative to Lowe's. But Lowe's is a Lowe's is a pretty tremendous company in its own right, and um, I, you know, I'm not sure there's that much difference between the two. But with a four uh, with a four point uh, discount on PE, I guess you're being paid to assume some of the risks from Home Depot. Uh, starting to change and experiment with their already established formula that generated all the returns they've historically had. So a little bit of risk, I think, being assumed here. Um, but nevertheless, um, both of them are going to feel a slowdown in uh, the home construction market, potentially a little bit of a pullback on the part of the consumer in terms of renovation. That's a good and point. If, if that's the case, then if Home Depot uh, uh, can execute on its expansion into uh, services and commercial businesses, then they're probably going to do um, uh, better than Lowe's will. And uh, given that uh, they've got that opportunity that Lowe's doesn't have and they've got the discount, I think I've got to go with you on the relative attraction. But um, two thumbs up for Home Depot. Nah, I'll, give, I'll go with the two thumbs down for Lowe's, but one up, one down for Home Depot. So a three thumb, number one. But a, but a, what's, what's bad? What's four thumbs down for Lowe's? You said throw oh, it God. out, right? Well, the it's, reason it's I say gone. that is simply because, you know, let me just say this. If there were no Home Depot and Lowe's were four multiple points cheaper, I'd be very excited about Lowe's because then they'd be the Home Depot of the industry. But they're not. So I think they're great, but you don't need two of these things. I, I may be a little harsh on the Lowe's. It is a good company. They have great returns. Maybe I should be at a one thumb, one up, down. But, hey, we got to vote, and I say Home Depot over Lowe's. Uh, the final one I want to talk about, and then we'll we'll get over to Vern. He's got some exciting stocks to talk about Ooh. today. <laughs> if you only knew. And so, uh, but I want to talk about Scott's Miracle Grow. It's ticker SMG. Uh, Value Line has it rated two. And I'll just say I am a huge fan of uh, Scott's Any company with the word miracle in its name. Well, I like miracles. I don't. You know. If you have a dead plant and you put some Scots on it and it grows, what would you call that? Do you, do you think they got That's U, a miracle. Do you think U2 is uh, going to do a version of uh, Miracle Drug, only change it to Miracle Grow? It could be the theme song for the company. Kind of show that they've caught up with the youth of America, the world, actually. Well, that that's for another time. I mean, obviously, that's true. But uh, we need to uh, think about what's going on at Scott's. Who are they? Scott's Miracle Grow. This is formerly Scott's. You probably have a spreader in your basement that your dad bought. It was a Scott's spreader. It was green. You know what I'm talking about? You've got it hanging in the garage. Well, and you don't use it. Why? Because uh, you have a landscaper or something. I know things have changed. So Scott's changed too. What they do now in the last five or six years, actually ten years, they've got a nice acquisition strategy and they're just slowly buying up the well-known brands in fertilizer. Scott's historically helped you keep your lawn green. They still do that. But they've moved indoors. They made a big acquisition in 95 and they bought miracle Grow, and they changed the name from Scott's to miracle Grow. Scott's miracle Grow. Then they bought Ortho. They merged the name. They did. They, uh, they merged the name. Exactly. And then, uh, let's see, then they bought Emerald Green. That's the little eyedrop uh, company that you, you use for indoor plants. Then they, uh, they bought Ortho, which is a great company for all the chemicals you need for your lawn care. And there's a big indoor line for Ortho. So I think they're slowly gaining pricing power in what was a commodity industry. They're a leading brand. And the nice thing is, is that demographics are moving this way. Gardening is the number one hobby of the retired 
you know, not us. We like to do this. But a lot of people, I guess, you know, maybe none of you since you're listening to this, but somebody in your family is gardening and they're probably using a Scott's product. The company has a history of great returns. Uh, no, not great. Mediocre, I'm going to say. Mid-teens. Uh, they have some debt. But the advantage here, I think, is that it's not, you know, it's, it's well, let me say this. I'm a sucker for great brands. This company has great brands. It's trading at a little bit of a premium to the market, 10% PE premium. If they didn't have these brands, I wouldn't be interested. But I think they've got a lot more pricing power than is reflected currently in their returns. So I'm going to predict that they're going to be able to get their returns on investment up. Oh, that and, uh, that they will. Oh, do they? Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think that's going to move higher. And uh, I think that, you know, the stock's done well, but it's not much of a premium. And they're right in the breadbasket of demographic trends. So I'm going to give this one a, uh, a two thumbs up. A little more expensive than I traditionally like, but uh, because of the strong brands and the improvements that are going on, uh, I'm going to give that one a two thumbs up. So let me just recap for you. We had Home Depot, two thumbs up. Lowe's, two thumbs down. Uh, Fastenal, two thumbs down. Scott's, two thumbs up. That's from Val Hughes. Now we're going to turn it over to Vern Valley. Kind of wishy-washy on some of those uh, uh, recommendations or ratings. Well, I think you just have to all or nothing. You just have to put Gotta your go bets down. You can't put, buy half a position. No, you can't. Either buy a position or you don't. I think that's what you got to do. Got to do. I, I'm sort of struck by. How I'm concentrated. Scott, Scott Scott's miracle grow up. If I'm reading this chart right, about 50 percent in the last year uh, was up probably 20 percent the year before that, 20 percent the year before that, if not more. It's done and great. The return on capital history here stinks. That's. Um, Unfortunately, maybe, not a lie. Maybe it's going to get better. Um, That's what that I predict. Looks, that looks pretty speculative here, and without the uh, without the uh, in-depth familiarity that you seem to have with the company, uh, I can't muster the same kind of enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, the valuation metrics don't look all that exciting to me. Cash flow yield is well, I guess in terms of what we're looking for them to do, no more than six or seven percent. So I don't see a lot of value here. I'm. Uh, I'm two thumbs down on Scott. Oh, the value is in the brands. It's a lot. Of, it, it, there is some risk here. I agree. Uh, I can't argue with you. But I'm a sucker for these brands. All right. So now it's my turn. Okay. Let's, let's talk about some interesting stocks. Okay. Um, we have okay widely, widely diverse ones, by the way. All right. I'm going to look at uh, the the lonely ones. Your whereas yours all seem to have a little bit of uh, home improvement or. Uh, uh, flavor to well, them. Value Line made a big deal about this this month, and we had to tell people how it is. So uh, there you I've, go. I've cherry picked out of some other groups. I'm going to look at Steelcase, the uh, world's, office guy. world's largest producer of office furniture. I think the world's largest. Um, Universal Forest Products, a uh, uh, relatively small but uh, rapidly growing uh, distributor of and manufacturer of forest products. That's a that's a fancy Wall Street term for wood. And uh, Florida Rock Industries, which isn't trying to impress you with, I mean, you pretty much know what they do, right? They're involved with rock. In the they state made of Florida. Florida, right? They dumped a bunch of uh, rocks on the edge of Georgia. The first two, Steelcase and uh, Universal Forest Products, are one rated for timeliness. And interestingly enough, in the industries in which they were grouped by Value Line, they're the only stocks recommended in these industry sectors. So, uh, supposed to be not only best in class, but the only student in the class, I guess. Hmm. So we'll look at Steelcase first. I think it's a pretty interesting uh, it's a pretty interesting stock. 
tickers SCS, Trades on the New York. Um, the, the thing that caught me first, because I'm sensitive to the idea that we're in the very early stages of a uh, turn in new building construction, uh, commercial construction in, in the United States, was that um, the price to sales ratio here is uh, more reflective of, uh, of a uh, business that's already well into recovery, I think, and uh, running at about 75, 80% of sales per share. So that, that to me is very attractive. PE here is very high, but earnings are coming off of uh, a period of, you know, generously transition, should we say. Um, sales for this company declined by something like, uh, what is that, like 40% between 2000 and 2003. Not good. Not a good number. That That's tough to manage through. Um, I've never had to manage through that. My sales have never been down 40%, but I can tell you that I've been through challenging times, and so I, I wouldn't want to face that. Um, value line thinks earnings are going to uh, double or more, actually, depending, you know, if you use 2005 as your base, almost triple in a three to five year period of time. Um, I don't buy that. I'm, I'm looking, you know, at a, at a profile that looks kind of interesting. They make uh, file cabinets, let's face it. On the other hand, um, the, uh, the, the road to getting there, according to value line, requires that the company return sales to prior peak levels, 2000. Now, let, let's think about this. In the year 2000, was there maybe a little little more than should have been uh, uh, office well, furniture sold that, for uh, that new internet million startups? Was, uh, from some like. venture capitalists all went into office furniture. <laughs> and then uh, came back on the market yeah, about 12 or 18 on the months dollar. later. Exactly. Um, and somehow Steelcase is going to get its operating margin back into a level that has not been seen since 97, 98. In fact, when sales were peaking, they weren't even at the level that Value Line's looking for. So there's some yield here. I like the where we are cyclically, but there's an awful lot already in this stock. Um, down 50% from its all-time high, but face it, its all-time high was uh, based on numbers that we'll, we'll yeah. never really see again. I, they have a low return. They've made no decent money in five years. Their stock has gone nowhere. This turnaround in office supply and CapEx, I mean, it's in the stock 20 times, 28 times forward. The margin is really, you know, not going to get all that much better. It's 9% now. This company's not going to earn a 20% office be a margin on the commodity products. So, uh, you know, there I'm are... Two, I'm, uh, where are you? How many thumbs are you I'm on I'm two this? thumbs down on this one. Two uh, thumbs down. Me you know, too. there are uh, there are Chinese companies that are selling farm tractors over the Internet to... Uh, small American farmers. If you can sell a farm tractor over the web from China, don't you think you can manage that with a metal desk? Well, if you can write a letter on a tractor, there's no need for a desk. That's what I'm going to say. That's a good point. That's very, Val. Thank you. That's why you're Thank Val you. Hughes. That's right. Get it. <laughs> second, uh, second stock we're going to look at is Universal Forest Products. Uh, NASDAQ stock, UFPI is a ticker. This company, never heard of this company before. Um, Universal, they seem pretty impressed with themselves, though. I've never heard of it, but um, it's, I guess it's the only company let, in the universe. Let's look at the description. They, they have everything in the forest products world. Um, leading manufacturer and distributor of wood products in the U.S. does a quarter of its business with Home Depot. Oh, I saw that, quarter with Home Depot. Quarter that is with not, Home Depot. That is not good. And unless I'm mistaken, I'm, I'm going to think about this hard now, forest products. What comes out of a forest? Trees come out of a forest. Um, Bambi? Bambi? No, I don't think they sell venison steaks. Um, they sell wood is what they sell. Right, wood. I, I believe that's a commodity. Yeah. In fact, I believe it's a commodity that uh, in most applications uh, 
the users are trying to engineer it out um, because people want to firebomb their homes if they keep making things out of wood. Um, so you can't be more of a commodity-oriented business than this. Value Line has operating margins back to, well, actually, they don't seem to have varied much over a 10-year period of time. They're pretty much always 5%. Five and a half percent, right. And return on capital is, well, I guess it's sort of always 10%. Um, I'm not sure why with the housing market getting ready to turn over, I think things are going to get any better. So with a relative PE that's, I mean, almost a market multiple, I don't care what price sales is here. This is this is the ugliest of commodity situations. Well, you've got peak pricing. Um, and, value uh, line with a one here. Please do not, do not just uh, blindly buy one rated stocks from value line because this looks like a train wreck to me. A little bit too much relative momentum. You know, this company's 12% return on invested capital. These are peak prices for wood. I mean, this is the time they should be blowing the lights out on returns and they're not to me and again I don't know these people I'm sure they're very nice yeah, churchgoers what have you but right. you know what they should be earning 20 percent returns on capital they're not the stocks cheap for a reason uh, I am uh, two thumbs down $55 uh, stock that you could have bought under $20 in 2003 now at that time it was it was a good probably idea. a good idea, good idea. Um, how many thumbs are you on this I thought that was did I have to, do I have to actually even say it? No. Uh, so that's a that's four thumbs down again. We that's a to, uh, four thumbs down. A fourth, a double a, thumb downer. Down <laughs> <laughs> we need a term. We need yeah. a term badly. Write us, help yeah, us. Send us an email, please. Um, the third stock I have is Florida Rock Industries. They're actually two aggregates companies that um, Value Line had two ratings on. This one and Eagle Materials. And, Florida Rock's easily the more interesting of the two. I think simply because of where it's located. Um, you know, one of the interesting things with Universal Forest Products, I, I, one of the things I first wanted to know was whether they'd have some exposure to rebuilding the Gulf Coast. And don't have a lot to go on with Value Line here, although it does mention that they do very well in Mid-Atlantic, Texas, California, and the Northeast. Too hmm. bad New Orleans is in none of those places. <laughs> none of those, right. Uh, Florida Rock Industries, on the other hand, serves the Southeast. Now, their numbers are huge right now. They're, they've got operating margins at levels they've never seen before. Return on capital, 20% for a quarry company, basically, right? right? But um, while, while they also have been benefiting from uh, very high commodity prices, cement and rock both, I don't see well, why... Well, and shortages. I don't see, well, I don't see why that wouldn't continue. Um, management probably thinks they're smarter than they really are because of the big numbers when they're clearly benefiting from the reconstruction of the last couple of years in their home market created by hurricanes. But when you think about aggregates, you want to remember that these are always local markets. Right. And so pressure on supply in Louisiana and Mississippi will ultimately have an impact on pricing in Florida and help sustain it. Um, on the other hand, uh, according to Value Line, 50% of their exposure is to residential. So while I like the possibility of some significant upside earnings surprises here, I mean, operating margins, after all, are in the 20s. Um, I, I don't, I'm not real crazy about the industry exposure. The company's got a major capital spending program that they're launching in Florida. This is the kind of thing that commodity companies make the mistake of all the time when they're benefiting from an unsustainable cycle, unless you really believe that we're going to have 10 killer hurricanes hitting Florida every year. Um, it, they, they've been really riding a wave. So while this, on the face of it, could look very attractive. It's down about 25% from its peak. Um, this one would concern me. Um, 
I, I like I like the fundamentals short term, so I'm going to go one thumb up, one thumb down here. Well, Florida Rock is interesting. I think you made a great point. You know, it's commodities, but, uh, you know, it's local markets. You can't really drive with this stuff too far or the transportation costs eat up the profit. And so, in effect, you do have an opportunity to create a local monopoly in a way you don't have with forest products. And also, you have forests more places than you have quarries. So I do have not seen anybody protesting the harvesting of granite. Well, not not very often, anyway. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe in California you would. I don't know. It's hard but, to firebomb a quarry. Uh, this company has had a, had a great run. They've had a little bit of a pullback. Uh, they are in the Katrina-affected uh, states, and that's positive. They're also in the states that are going to be most positively affected by a continuing demographic shift to the south as you have waves of boomers retiring, you know, coming up. Even if housing prices change and go up, there's still going to be a general move into the markets this company uh, covers. You know, Maryland is still a little cheap, but it's south. Tennessee's cheap, it's south. Alabama, uh, Florida, Virginia, North Georgia, you know, these are great retiree markets. Uh, so, uh, you know, notwithstanding the housing, so-called so housing, uh, you know, decline, I noticed today a headline that housing is down year over year by a large percentage, I think in the teens, but a year ago housing was spiking up. Right now housing is running at the same, at higher levels than it was in 2003. So even if we do get a bit of a pullback in uh, cyclical housing, you still have an underlying demographic driven demand, I think, of uh, household formations by the uh, Xers and also uh, a big trend towards second homes by boomers who have more wealth than any generation in history. They're buying second homes in places in the south and that'll help help these guys as well. I do think there's apt to be a little bit of pressure on the stock. They've had a great run. There will be some housing pullback next year. Um, so I, uh, I like it, but I'm going to uh, not uh, be at two thumbs up. I'm going to be at one thumb up. We on agree Florida. on this one. Yes, yes How about we did. That? And so that's a two thumber. That's a two thumber. And uh, is that it for, is that all of our stocks? Those are all my stocks. Yeah, all three of them. Okay. Um, Okay. So, so where do we come out? Do well, we let have... me uh, sum up. We had we covered Home Depot, and that was a three thumbs up or three thumber, as uh, maybe we're going to call it. Lowe's was zero, no thumbs from anybody. Uh, Fastenal was zero on valuation. Uh, Scott's Miracle Grow, uh, two thumbs up. Good decision. That's two from Val, and I got seduced by the brands, and I'm going to stick with that, but. You know, Vern had a clear value head on that, and he's at zero, so that gave us two. Vern thinks that seeds in a paper bag maybe isn't something you want to pay too much Check for. out that logo. Uh, anyway, steel case, uh, two zeros, uh, you know, recovery in the stock. Universal Forest, commodity, you know, and I know there's some competitors coming in in, uh, in the Andromeda Galaxy, so they're no longer uh, uh, universal, evidently. Florida Rock, uh, we split on that one. Uh, we both split. Yeah, we split one thumb each, so that was a two thumbs. It looks like Home Depot is the winner this week. this week. And to wrap up, that's uh, this is the Value Line Observer. Uh, Value Line Observer by The Value Guys. And you can check us out at www.thevalueguys.com. Uh, this has been the January 6th edition of the Value Line Investment Survey, our review of our favorite names. Uh, look for us next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs>